Welcome to the Jesus Collective Podcast. We're a network that exists to provide relationships and resources to amplify a Jesus-centered movement, and we seek to embody a more hopeful vision of following Jesus in our cultural moment. Join us as we learn from those who are looking to live out a greater Jesus centricity in their areas of leadership and mission. If you're new to Jesus Collective, welcome. Check us out on social media or at JesusCollective.com for ways you can connect to this growing movement. Okay, let's get into today's podcast. Well, welcome out there in podcast land. Here we are at the metaphorical podcast table, and I have so many guests around this table. Yes, I have you, the listening audience, but I'm looking across the table, and do you know what I see? I see our Jesus Collective core team. They're staring at me. They're, they got their friendly faces. I see you, John. John, welcome to this discussion. Good to How be you, here, John? Paul. I see you too, buddy. I see oh. you too. Like on a deep level, right? Indeed. Um, indeed. Indeed. I see you, Adam. Adam, there you are. Bubbly, joining me from across an ocean. You're here. From, from the United Kingdom itself. Welcome. Great to be here, Paul. Um, great as ever to see you. You fabulous man, you. I'll take it. I'll take it. I oh, I, I definitely it. would like to have a reputation as a fabulous man. Well, you, you have it. You have it. And an enthusiastic puppy, the two. Well, of course. Of course. Yeah. I have an enthusiastic puppy. Her name is Bella. She's a Bernese mountain dog. I love her to death. But right now it's fall and she's shedding in my house. And Dude, it's, it's just getting crazy. I feel so sorry for you, but those are the best dogs ever. If yes, you, I know. Plus They're you can, big. you can make us, you can make a sweater. Yes, I could. I could. Yeah, totally. And we have two new people to the Jesus Collective uh, core leadership team. We need to make some introductions. And so, Adam, John, could one of you introduce the other two people around the table? Sure. Yeah, of course. Delighted to. Well, um, one of them, many of you will know um, because it's Cherish, um, who is our. Um, she manages our relationships, um, and so if you've been exploring joining Jesus, so like, oh, joined, Adam, she manages your relationships, like like marriage counseling. My relationships. Oh, oh okay. Um, the relationships with our partners. Uh, ah, so she's like, oh, okay. Amazing. There Sorry. you go. There you go. I need to be clearer. I need to be clearer. Over over in the UK, we expect a certain level of um, intuition, intuition, um, and. <laughs> I can't always expect that. It's true. Sorry, Paul. Um, but I try. Also, I try. Right. As well as Cherish, who many of the... We also have um, Amy, who's our operations director, Amy Gabouche, uh, who less of you will know, um, but just as fabulous as Cherish um, and just as delighted to have her on the team. So welcome, Amy. Howdy. Well, friends, I have invited you to the podcast table because it's that time of year again. Every time... Uh, that we enter into a new ministry season, which is like from September to July, August. Uh, we're we're kind of starting again in the church world. This is like our new year. I know maybe we borrowed it from the Jewish calendar, but like back to school, so much is starting up. And I wanted to turn to you folks here and ask you to kind of reflect on the journey we've had in this last year. Uh, can you share a standout moment from this past year that, 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 that like that you want to celebrate do you want to talk about like here are some things that you know we've been on a journey with with jesus collective so john you're our jesus collective leadership development pastor adam you're our director uh, could, could you share a bit about what you saw last year 
So, I mean, yeah, the sort of highlights wise, like, you know, last year was a, a, a year of transition and shift. Um, I think lots of people um, know that. Um, I think we we focused a lot on building a team, on finding some steps forward, on understanding who we were and who we're called to be. I think that's all the good. We've talked about a lot of that stuff. I think for me, there was a step change. There was a there was like a change of gear. There was a there was a real moment of like, man, this is great. When we got out on the road and we got to Calgary, we went to Vancouver, like went to Minneapolis, like went and did some of the regional events and we we sat with people we sat with we sat with church leaders that we knew we sat with um people that we knew but we also all of them people showed up who we didn't know who maybe had heard us through the podcast who like people like the people who are listening now who maybe haven't been to any of those sorts of things but they showed up and told their stories and shared about why this was impacting them and why it was um resonating with their pain points or their questions or their journey or whatever and it was just it was just beautiful and i think you know we kind of had this like idea at the beginning of going well you know we'll have unite every two years and then in the intermediate years we might do a couple of regional events and i think we came back from that just going and getting out there um in the in the different areas and sitting with people and hearing what's going on and and talking some of this stuff through and and bringing some of the stuff that we're learning and listening to what people are learning was just was just absolutely golden um for us really exciting really inspiring and we kind of came back going we just got to do this more often so look out for some of that stuff we're gonna hopefully be announcing some more of those regional events at some point so good. Turn it over to you, John, as you reflect on the last year. Tell us about that journey. Tell us about what stood out to you there. Yeah, I would just have to echo Adam. Uh, I'll echo it from a different perspective in that uh, it, from our regional events to the online, we had an online kind of summit this year as well. So our partners, Jesus Collective Partners met online. And then we had like a larger, broader summit coming together around some kind of prophetic stances that we're called to in this moment, um, kind of piggybacking off of the, the five Jesus C transformational shifts. And really uh, when you look at the window in the spring of, of those in-person events with our online event, we connected with over 400 people and we kept meeting people who've heard about Jesus collective have said, I've been tracking with Jesus collective and we've we've never met these people before. Like we don't even know people who know those people uh, from a core staff perspective. I was talking to somebody we just met recently in Memphis, Tennessee, which I was born in Tennessee, but I don't know anybody in Memphis. And this person said, yeah, my friend uh, has kind of been nudging me towards Jesus Collective. And so they, you know, um, showed up in a kind of a connect with us the other day just to learn more and possibly become a partner and investing in this movement. And they're from Memphis and it's like, this is great uh, because it's just spreading and we don't, we don't even know the people who know these people. So I'm loving that. Uh, it, it's a sign that this is a larger movement that's taking place and it's fun to see what God is doing. Mm. Cherish, I see you here at the table. You you joined staff, I think, officially partway through that journey. And I'm just, I'm curious, what are you noticing about that journey that you've been on these many months uh, now as part of the team? 
Yeah. One of the things that I've really noticed in, as we're coming together in our regional events is that uh, we're emerging from this moment of like having been shuttered and isolated and as leaders and pastors having navigated just COVID realities in our own local context to actually looking to reemerge and re-engage in relationships. So those who have kind of been in this season of um, I don't know, hardship or loneliness or isolation or re-emerging and looking for places to reconnect. And what we're seeing is that they're hungry for hope again. Like it seems so hopeless for so long. And now there's like these glimmers and breakthroughs of the spirit and bringing and breathing new life into the church again. And as what we're seeing is as churches have planted maybe and, and hurt and harm and they're looking to to see where's the hope where is the movement where are we being called to collectively not just in our own context but who are others who are like-minded who are jesus-centered who are looking to look toward the future of what um the prophetic hope for the future of the church mm, so good so amy i've only met you by email. We have emailed back and forth several times, but you're new to the team. And I actually think you have a gift in this. You have, at my church, we call this fresh eyes. That when you come to a new organization, you can see things that maybe we're all a bit like immune to. Tell us, as someone with fresh eyes, what are you seeing about this thing called Jesus Collective? Lay it on us. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm totally new to Jesus Collective, even in theory, um, as well as into the staff team. So um, I I was introduced to uh, the team just back in June kind of time. And just I've said that, you know, I'm here going on a journey myself, uh, bringing the skills that I've got. And the the key thing that, you know, that I really realized is there are so many people out there and many Christian leaders and um, churches that need hope themselves to be able to give out what they've, what God is, the, the gifts and the skills that God has given them. And so um, I came in thinking, you know, by joining this team, I get to serve all these great uh, Christian leaders all over mm-hmm. the world. Um and I think it's amazing. And so as I've joined the team and I started explaining what I'm doing with uh, friends and family, colleagues, loads of people who've never heard of Jesus Collective, some people that have too. Um, I've just been sharing about this com- commonality that we have, um, this love for Jesus that we have, the, this this fact that we're all we're all striving to become more like Jesus, and we want to do it in connection with one another. And so many friends who had never heard of Jesus Collective before, who maybe go to churches or attend churches that are quite polarized, um, are are coming to me, going, "This is amazing. This is what the church needs." And so, yeah, it's and people saying, "You've just put words in my mouth of how I've been feeling mm. for so long." And so. Yeah, it's just amazing for me to see. And it's totally, yeah, probably a different perspective. I'm seeing people on the outside coming in also on this same journey that I'm on. Um, And maybe as some of our listeners too. So good. Thank you for sharing that. I, I love it when people like from the outside can like see things with fresh eyes. That's so cool. I want to transition us to kind of talking about this year ahead of us. And so we've just kind of spent a bit of time reflecting on and kind of celebrating. Okay, here are some really cool things we've seen. But as we look at the landscape of the year ahead of us, about what may be in the water as far as like church and ministry and all of that, I'm just curious, like, how, what are you guys seeing? 
And and what are some things that Jesus Collective is putting in the waters as a result of what you're seeing? Maybe I'll I'll send this one over to John. Yeah. Uh, well, I think I think we're seeing uh, when you look across the landscape of kind of at least North American, but also British uh, kind of church landscape. You are seeing a lot of sadly fallout from leaders who have not paid attention to their soul uh, and have not like prioritized their own transformation and their own health, whether that be they're just still have not recovered from COVID or that they have not really paid attention to kind of the underpinnings and deeper stirrings of their heart. And so we've seen leader after leader um, either just be very soul weary, as one leader recently said, or they've fallen morally in very difficult ways. Um, And so that's not new news. What I think, though, is it opens up a landscape opportunity for leaders to go deeper. I think there's a hunger to go deeper and to kind of explore the terrain internally uh, for that leaders have, um, you know, in their own life and their own leadership. And we have been uh, just challenged again and again. In fact, we kind of, we met in Minnesota back in June, early June, and we were challenging ourselves to like, what is the core best offering that we could give as Jesus Collective? And we reaffirmed to ourselves the transformation of leaders the transformation of people who are, whether they're business leaders, they're thoughtful Christian leaders, they're church leaders, they're lay leaders in churches uh, who are wanting to put Jesus at the center, but needing frameworks and community and encouragement to do that. So uh, one of the big projects I'm excited to steer into is the Jesus, the Jesus centered leader uh, transformation process where we're going to map what are opportunities and ways for leaders to be in community and go deeper in their own transformation? So we say around here, uh, we want to help leaders be better followers of Jesus. And so that that is kind of my bleeding edge in terms of what I'm uh, believing is possible for us. And in fact, we have a leader in the business community who has been journeying with us and saying, please help us. Uh, develop transformational cohorts for Jesus-centered business leaders who want to be uh, who want to be formed and go deeper. Which is like yes. So if if this movement, this Jesus-centered movement, this renewal movement, is going to renew the landscape uh, in our post-Christian and polarized world, it starts with the renewal of our own hearts. Because our greatest uh, gift that we give to those that we love and lead is that we lead and live out of our own transformation. So that that's where I would put my chips in this yeah, conversation. That's so good. John, I almost got this image of of like 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 what you're offering is kind of like a trellis for people to kind of grow their spiritual selves. I'm borrowing from the language of Pete Scazzaro there, but but yeah. kind of this like the vines can go up if we do the work. And I, I so appreciate that. 
You're such a gift to that as our uh, leadership development pastor. I know I personally benefited from that. So thank you for, for just paying attention to that, Sean. Uh, I'm going to yeah. switch over to Adam here. Adam, what would you say is you know stirring as you look at the landscape of the church here in 2023? Yeah. What do you see before you? And, and yeah, what are kind of the things that, that you want to see Jesus Collective respond to in light of that? Right. I think it's a really great question. I'm not surprised, John went where he went, but I absolutely affirm that's right at the core of what we're about. We want to um, help leaders be better followers of Jesus. That's right at the core of what we are. That's where it all starts. That's where it all comes from. But I think what I'm observing, um, you know, I think we're still seeing all those people who are kind of connecting into Jesus Collective going, man, you're putting language to my questions or to my dissonance or you're putting language. We're still seeing all of that. Um, I think we'll continue to see that. But I think we've seen something else emerge as well. And that is, um, I think we're seeing people who maybe they're resonating with what we're talking about. They're resonating with the theology of it. They're resonating with the questions or the dissonance. But um, they might be doing that as leaders in their own right or as people in their own right. Um, the, the next phase of that looks like that is emerging seems to be but I have no idea how to lead my church through this, or I have no idea to, how to lead in my context through this. Um, how do we do change management um, in our churches, um, in our um, nonprofit organizations, in our businesses? Like, how do we do that? And um, it's one thing for me to to kind of get this theology a little bit. How do I take a whole organization? Um, on that. You know, there's all sorts of books out there about how to change, how to go through changing your church, from turn, turn your church from a church of 100 into 200 or 200 to 500 or 500 to that. Like, everyone's written that book. Like, who's written the book on how to take your church through theological change? Because there just hasn't, there hasn't been a felt need for that. And I think when we find ourselves in this moment, there's a lot of people just going, I don't know how to navigate that change. I don't know how to do that. And, um, and I think maybe we have something to say about that. We have some stuff to learn from each other um, about that. And and I think we can um, – so we've spent a little bit of time, actually, as a team, just even – just talking about it going, well, what have we got here? Like, it feels like – A, it was, this is something we're seeing. It also seems to be something the Spirit's getting our attention about and going, there's a thing here. We need to look into this. We need to step into this. We need to help churches navigate this or organizations – navigate this um nonprofits or businesses like we need to help people navigate this we need to find some tools and deliver some of those tools on how to do this change i mean little um spoiler for a start you do it slowly that's the first thing like we do that we do this sort of stuff slowly like this stuff doesn't happen um this stuff doesn't happen quickly um but we have people coming asking us these questions um we're seeing this around whether that be people going i don't know how to do this or other people going i tried <laughs> it didn't go well like i was really excited about this theology and like i all went i, I was like oh man we're going to do this and this is where we're going to go as a church and i started the conversation man this did not go well and it's not I preached just the sermon theology. series i preached i preached through the five markers in right. my church like was yawns yeah. and it's like <laughs> yeah no, it takes a little longer and um and, and not even just that like i think one of the other things which is more subtle uh maybe um but maybe is getting my attention 
is the way we've been taught to lead. Um, Come on now. Doesn't work anymore or isn't working or is becoming problematic. And, um, you know, this isn't anything we've done any work on yet, but I've, I've joked a couple of times with a couple of people about, man, we need to do something on all the stuff I wish they hadn't taught me at seminary. Like, we need to do some sort of series kind of go, kind of used to work, but that stuff, like, everything they taught me just doesn't fit this landscape mm. anymore. And what's the stuff we wish they hadn't taught me at seminary? And what's the stuff that they didn't teach me at seminary, which I need now? And maybe there's some stuff. So we're going to start looking at some of that stuff. It's not coming soon, but it's um, these are these are the things that I'm noticing emerging. And certainly we've looked at some of that stuff before. Like, little known fact, our most downloaded podcast in the history of Jesus Collective Podcast was on co-leadership. The fact that we're willing to have conversations. So I just celebrate yeah. that. I just want to I want to turn to Cherish here because you are connecting with so many people on a day to day basis. You're often the first lovely face that many people get to see on a Zoom call if they want to consider partnership. And I'm curious, what are you noticing? What can you tell us about what you're seeing in the landscape? Yeah, when it comes to partnership, those who are looking to engage with Jesus Collective on a deeper level, um, the beauty is that we are seeing what Adam said, like exactly like across the the large landscape, this need, this uh, redirection, this, uh, I don't know, an environment for experimentation, maybe. Um, and we have people who are looking to be a part of that. We're saying like, hey, we are realizing our shortcomings. We, we've tried some things that have worked. We've also tried some things that haven't worked. And not only are we looking to come and engage like in an environment where we need to receive, but we want to and collaborate. We want to lean in. We want to be a part of what Jesus Collective is doing as we point to the global movement that's happening, right? Like they're wanting to come in and be a part of this. And like, that's what's beautiful about when we say partnership, we actually really mean partnership. Like it isn't just something that we just say is some cute little word. Um, like collective is like, you know, I feel like small, we've used lots of different words and throughout church organization structure and leadership, but like partnership means something to us and having people um, from across the globe. Like we have partners now in India, we have partners that are in Ghana. We have partners who are in Thailand and who are actually, Actually speaking into us. Like we realize that as a core leadership team, like one of the conversations that we have really clearly uh, up front about ourselves is that we are an all white leadership team. And that's problematic for us. Like we know that we need voices from outside of our own context, outside of our own privilege, outside of our own perspective to be um, teaching us and leading us and guiding us and to have voices that the Spirit's actually bringing. And it's crazy to see how people are finding us. Like somebody's finding us through a Google search uh, about Jesus, you know, Jesus-centeredness and comes across us or on Facebook looking for our community to a community to belong to and finding us. And so the ways that people are one finding us and then what they're coming to us with is so encouraging that we're not in crisis. We're not in this um, trying to navigate our way out of a difficult situation, but we're finding stability. We're finding, um, Adam often uses the analogy of a runway. Like we're finding some runway in front of us as the collective church. And what does that look like for us to come together and be with them for each other in that? 
I love your passion, Cherish. Every time I hang out with you, I'm just like, let's go get them. It's that aid in you of like, we're going to battle. Like, I would choose Cherish to be with me in the foxhole if I wasn't a pacifist. So there you go. Uh, I'm going to turn to you, Amy, because like, I think we've heard from some of the others as they've shared about like this why of why we do the work that we're doing. And I, I'm wondering if you could share about a bit about the how, some of the logistics that they're kind of making these things happen, kind of what what is driving you in your unique role and tell us a bit about what what you're contributing to that. Yeah, so yeah, it's a really great question. We, I'm super excited because we are creating a, a space where people can collect together and come together and share and learn. Um, and so that can be done in so many different ways. And we will, we'll start talking about some of those in a moment, I'm sure. But um, one of the things that we are about to be launching is we're launching an app um, called Circle. It's our Jesus Collective Circle. And um, all of our partners are going to be able to be involved in that and have conversation, comment on different resources, add resources, support one another, um, join together as um, as their little... So we, we have these things called hubs um, where our partners come along to and share and learn from each other. And um, much like a small group in a church might move, um, these are what our hubs very much are, and um, I know Paul, you're you're in a hub, right? You I, you said you I had a great a experience. Oh yeah. yeah, I had this amazing experience. Uh, I, we restarted our hubs last week, and I joined my hub with Shauna Bourne, who is the other co-host of this podcast. And we had like a group of just new leaders that were so invested, and it just blew me away that even after doing this thing for many many years with Jesus Collective, that I could have such just like an inspiring experience getting to know people's stories and and sharing like what it is to be in ministry and what it is to follow Jesus. Yeah. yeah. So like we'll be able to have things like all of those kind of things going on in our app where we'll also like resource churches um you know really so that they can advance the uh, you know um the transformation in their church. Uh, so yeah, it's really exciting and uh, and I'm I know we've got loads more I'm sure we can we we can be sharing. John, did you want to um mention what we're uh, we're what we're up to with Unite? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we're launching our first um out of Canada Unite uh, which is a kind of global gathering. We did this in 2022, our first one in Canada. And now we're going to be in the States in St. Paul, Minnesota at Woodland Hills Church, which uh, is kind of pastored by a team there. And their teaching pastor is Greg Boyd. And Woodland Hills is a partner church within Jesus Collective. And they really believe in the vision of Jesus Collective and their contributors and receivers of uh, what we're doing and we are going to have a global gathering based on the theme called the prophetic church, four ways a church renewed by Jesus can surprise the world. And I love that a church renewed by Jesus. So we're talking about renewal uh, and how us renewed as the church can bring surprise to the world. So we're uh, featuring four different kind of pain points that we think are like very relevant in our cultural moment. Uh, so we're looking at polarization, anxiety, uh, this sense of kind of cynicism, but really it's it's from a kind of a disenchantment about the world itself and control. So we're saying that a 
you know, a, a polarized church has nothing to offer a polarized world, but a unified church has hope to spread to a polarized world. Uh, or you could, uh, you know, say an a-, a anxious church has nothing to say to an anxious world. And we certainly see a lot of examples of anxious church, uh, whether that be the polarization or whether that be kind of grasping for power or political power. But a non-anxious church has peace to bring to an anxious world. Um, and we talk about living in a world where there's this growing sense of like cynicism or despair or hopelessness. And we're saying that a spirit-filled, enchanted church has a supernatural possibility to demonstrate to a skeptical world. And really, I see this in like the book of Acts. Like, I think we're at a moment where the church infused with a thick sense of enchantment, like that the spirit is among us, is moving powerfully, that God heals, he speaks. Uh, The spirit, she works in ways that we cannot see. We can only awe and wonder at the deep power uh, that the Spirit and the, tr- and the Son and the Father, the conspiracy that they are working to liberate and free this world from a ch- the chains and oppression, uh, has supernatural possibility to demonstrate to a skeptical world. I think the only way forward in a post-Christian culture is not more rational apologetics, it's demonstrations of the power of God. Uh, so we want to we want to dig into that, and then uh, you know a controlling church has nothing to offer a control obsessed world. So a surrendered church reimagines power for a world that's obsessed with control. So we believe that we have gifts. We have these four gifts that we want to focus on. We're also going to have workshops that are kind of touching on these, and then digging into a, just a array of really practical ways that we can just advance mission uh, in our, you know, polarized, anxious, skeptical, and control-obsessed world with the relevancy of Jesus. So, that is... John. Yeah. I think it's just worth yeah. pointing out to those who are listening, because there's a lot of people who listen to this. Um, we we recognize you're taking a risk with making this really narrow because there's a lot of people out there, you know, if you've not encountered or noticed polarization in the church or anxiety or maybe cynicism or even maybe control or problematic power, then this probably isn't the conference for you. But for those few of you who have those few of you, this is this um, is called dry British humor. I love my it. North American love friends. It. This is called dry <laughs> British human. And this is a conference for you. Like, come explore this. Come and bring your experiences. For the come two of you this. in the whole world who have never experienced a polarized, anxious, you know, controlling. Right. Not for you. Yeah. No. Not for you. Not at all. Yeah. So you can stay home. So, John, you've. I love like your just passion about encounter, about the spirit moving and those potential possibilities. The spirit moves in mysterious ways, to quote Bono. <laughs> she moves, she, she moves, moves in mysterious she ways. moves in mysterious yes. ways. How yes. about you make this less Yes? Of course, of course. How about you make this less mysterious for us and share the dates of Unite 2024? Yeah. Yeah. April April 24 through the 26th. So our our Jesus Collective partners will meet on the 24th during the day. And then that night, we will kick off our conference. Um, I'm not going to share all of the 
all of the speakers yet. We are going to build mysterious. I love it. And indeed, but we will, we will say, and we can say that our friend Brian Zond will be one of the speakers, which is exciting. Super exciting. Yeah. Love that guy. Okay. Friends. Uh, that's one thing. Sorry. What? How do we get tickets? How How do do we get tickets? How do I get along to this? Yeah, let's remove it, that part of the mystery. Amy, do you I, have so many suggestions? Yeah, Amy can help us with that. The how. Yeah, you, so people can go to our website, which you'll be able to find, or you can go to Eventbrite, and Eventbrite will always have um, our events on it. Just mm. search for So you Jesus can go Collective. to jesuscollective.com to our Jesuscollective.com, which is our website. You could even put www.before that and, uh, yeah. and head to our and, events page. So, friends, we've talked about Unite 2024. Yep. That's a thing coming up. But that's yep. like a one-time event. You guys do a lot of work behind the scenes. Yep. Tell us about that. Tell us about the things that, that that you're working towards in the next couple months and and seasons here. Well, I think one of the things that's really exciting for that I want to just highlight um, is happening now. Like you just yourself said that we've, we've just started the new season in our hubs. And um, and for the next year, we're focusing on this series of videos that we've made, um, like the foundations of sent of like Jesus centered um, theology and the, the foundations of what it means to be Jesus centered church. Um, and we're working through these videos in our hubs. So, um, if you're not in a hub yet, if you've not joined as a partner yet, if you're not like. That that is a great incentive to go and get involved. If you've kind of been toying around with this, thinking, "Oh yeah, I should do that sometime." Now's the time, like because for this next, like we're just starting it, so like getting there right at the beginning. And um, for the next year, we're going to be looking through this series. And the feedback that we've had just from our first round of hubs has been hugely encouraging. People really loving it, find it deeply valuable. So um, yeah, now's a good time. Give Cherish a call. Hey, John, we do you also want to have live podcast coming? Do you want to share yeah, that, John? I was going to say, yeah, I, I have been, um, I've been intrigued and grateful over the last couple of years for the writing and teaching ministry of Marlena Graves. If you've not encountered Marlena Graves, you should look up her website. And she just wrote a book called Bearing God and is really kind of uh, what I'm drawn to about Marlena is she's very Jesus centered. So she's, um, she's an assistant professor in spiritual formation, but she is incredibly focused on spiritual formation in the, in the way and through the person of Jesus, which is kind of a unique, a unique aspect of, you know, discipleship and formation as far as that, that aspect, that branch of the church goes. And so she's going to be talking about her book, and that's on October the 20th. It should be a really helpful and challenging conversation with Marlena. She's an activist and author and, um, yeah, very articulate person who you can tell really knows Jesus uh, on a, not just on an academic level, but on a deep soul level. Uh, and then the other thing that I'm excited about next, in, like in January, is our online learning collective in the, um, you know, upheaval of this last year which we've talked about on this podcast uh with this team uh we are now able to have the team in place and launch really helpful equipping spaces 
And so our online learning collective will be launching in January on the 25th. And it's focused on deepening your discipleship to Jesus in a polarized world. So we will be looking at six aspects of the life of Jesus, the life and teachings of Jesus, and drawing resources from that and applying it to this moment we are in, this polarized world moment we are in, while deepening our own formation, as we said, you know, helping leaders be better followers and equipping them in skills to navigate better through, you know, these tensions that we find ourselves in and these oppositions that we find ourselves in these days. I'm excited about that. It's a six-week journey. It's transformational. And I'm glad that we can start those back up. So good. I met John on an online learning collective, so I can I can vouch they're quite amazing. Well, we've heard a lot, listening audience, as you've joined us around our table. I want to close our time together and head towards the, the landing. Uh, Adam, you love to talk about landing strips and like airports it's like your leadership mantra so here we are we're gonna we're gonna land now this podcast uh one of the ways we do this is we actually love to talk about like what are you hopeful for what, what's giving you hope these days and i'd like to just turn to our jesus collective core leadership team and ask like what are you, what are you giving thanks for what are you hopeful for uh, let's just spend some time kind of sharing like yeah like how you're arriving in this moment and what's driving you there. I'll send it over to Cherish because I see her smile. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm really thankful for the momentum it feels like we have. Um, not for the sake of momentum or the sake of metric or whatever, but just we have 15 new voices who are leaning in to Jesus Collective Partnership, who are bringing it in their perspective. And and the diversity in that group is over 50%. So that is something that, that I have been super prayerful for, is that we would have more voices who are leaning in, leading and teaching and guiding. So I'm super hopeful as those 15 come in to what will become Jesus Collective in the next year and how we'll be continually shaped by each other as we collaborate, as we learn, as we lean in together to hear each other's hearts, to be with and for each other, to encourage um, as we seek to do something that is altogether experimental and maybe a little risky, but where we we dare to dream greatly in the next year as we are engaging and coming together to learn. Like there, I mean, we've only mentioned a few of the things that are on the horizon for Jesus Collective, and there are more. And there aren't there aren't just things on the horizon for leaders. Like we want to see and dream about how we might even engage the laity, how those who are non-vocational ministry leaders or influencers in their communities, um, how we can resource them and equip them and help come around them as well. So if you're listening to this and you're looking for opportunities, I encourage you to go get on our mailing list. If you aren't on our email list, get on our mailing list. There are going to be more opportunities like the OLC where you can come and engage in those spaces or um, our live podcasts where, where we're seeking to try to, to create greater access points and opportunities for a greater audience to engage and come in and speak into what we are doing together. Thanks for sharing. Amy, over to you. What's, what's giving you hope these days? What what's resonating there i'm giving thanks to god that we are here and that we exist as a as an organization god has been so gracious to us and uh, people have provided financially so that we can amplify this movement 
And uh, yeah, so as I will always say to anyone, um, if you've been listening as well and you uh, you also resonate with what we're speaking about and you want to also amplify this movement, would you partner with us in this way too? Would you consider maybe uh, uh, donating to this work, helping us amplify this movement and uh, support people all over the world? Um, yeah, I think seeing people's lives changed, seeing people talk about their mental health um, in, in increasing and um people being in a better space, people feeling hopeful, being able to serve their communities better. That's giving me hope today. So, yeah. So good. That's John, nice. same question to you, Mr. Hand. Hope, talk to um, us. It would be hearing stories about uh, small, mid-size, and even large or mega churches who uh, have been in this conversation, have appreciated some of the resources that we are providing and then are bringing that to their people and seeing seeing discipleship deepen. There's a church in Texas right now that's preaching through Centered Set Church and uh, Jesus Collective was a uh, we got to be a part of inspiring the leadership of that church uh, in in this kind of Jesus centered Centered Set discipleship paradigm and now they're actually teaching their whole community of thousands about this paradigm and how it's helping them to think differently about how to live out their faith in our polarized moment. And so uh, it's helping them be gracious with people who are not like them. It's helping them introduce a very hope-filled expression of Jesus to their community uh, where they are in Texas. That's, that just thrills me to death that we got to be a, a small part of that. So, so good. We end our time with the prestigious director of Jesus Collective, our very own Adam Dyer. <laughs> Adam, British talk- general. I don't know. I'm just. This, I'm this is not here. an army, Paul. We're not an army, bro. <laughs> yeah. Well, I get it. I'm a non-violent guy, but like, there's something about these military images that just pop. You know, scandalous. All right. Yeah. Oh goodness. Well, tell right. us, Adam. Talk to us. Tell yeah. the people about the hope. Yeah, I think. Um, I think for me, it's it's all the little like there's so much, so many you know significant things that are exciting. But it's paying attention to like just where you see the spirit moving, and and I I just see the spirit's fingerprints all over stuff that's going on around Jesus Collective and this conversation, and um, I see that in the like you know increasing number of people like we're, we're starting to have quite a you know, a lot of people now who are exploring partnership, who want to join, who want to be part of this. But it's not just the individuals or the churches. It's the it's the different organizations, um, charities, etc., who are seeking us out and going, can come and talk, like come and let, let's connect. Let's see how we can um, explore this together. The stuff you're talking about is resonating with where we are. They, it's the um, it's the resonance. Um, that this conversation is having um, in in so many areas, and and even in the um, resistance that we see sometimes, where people are struggling to go, yeah, yeah, but they, they you you see the um, you see the spirit at work in in people's lives and in the lives of churches, and and you see the the harmony of the 
conversations that are spinning in different parts of the world and the different perspectives that are being brought in um the um i guess it's it's all of that stuff it's the um but yes i think some of the different organizations who are coming and talking to us and and asking us to join in conversations with them um get involved talk talk about what we're noticing god being up to the there's so much hope in that i think for me i you know i've said before like i think in my how many months it is 18 months or whatever i've been involved in leading um jesus collective like to go through some of the challenges that we faced over the last couple of years like we shouldn't we shouldn't be here like just on a rational plane, we shouldn't be here. And the fact that we are tells me that God's involved. And I've seen so much, so many instances of that, so much, so many examples of that, so many moments of that. And I still see Jesus being involved all over this. And uh, and that's exciting for me. I think we're learning. I think we're paying attention. To, I think there's still a lot for all collectively learn. Yeah. We still have this community where we where our posture is to learn from each other rather than to um, convince each other of our own rightness. We still have this mm. network of people who who take the courage and show the vulnerability to bring their story into, into the middle of the conversation and, and learn and submit their story, not as a power play, but as an act of love and an act of courage and act of generosity and um, that stuff. It just feels like kingdom. It just feels like this is, this is, these are glimpses of what the kingdom looks like. And that gives me hope. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, John. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Cherish, for, for hanging out, uh, for sharing your hearts, for sharing like what's coming up. Uh, this conversation has just given me a lot of hope. And to our viewing, and listening audience that's just kind of paying attention to this. You guys give me hope as well. Uh, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I just want to remind us of a few things as we wrap up today. Uh, so if any of the events we talked about are curious to you, I'd, I'd encourage you to go to our website, www.jesuscollective.com. Check out our events page and you can keep uh, up to date on all our latest events. You can register for our next live podcast with Marlene Graves. And that's where you get to participate as a viewing audience and even ask questions to our guests and participate in some hub times after that. If you're curious about pursuing partnership, again, please send an email to Cherish or check out our website. And anything else you're just curious about, hey, we have an info at uh, jesuscollective.com email address feel free to fire us a line uh you can also do that if you're just curious about connecting deeply um into partnerships or whatever check out connect at jesuscollective.com all right friends here is to keeping jesus at the center we wish you well this day take care God is at work raising up a movement of churches, ministries, and disciples all around the world that are passionate about advancing a more united and hopeful, Jesus-centered, Jesus-looking kingdom. If you're a listener today, I'm sure you can see and feel that. So, can I ask you today if you'd help us amplify this Jesus-centered movement? Can you share the podcast, blog, and social media channels? 
We are on a mission to equip a centered set vision of a church renewed by Jesus by investing in the renewal of its leaders. Would you consider making a financial investment in Jesus Collective today? Is anything stopping you? If not, go to JesusCollective.com. Your investment means we can advance and amplify this Jesus-centered movement, investing in pastors and Christian leaders globally. Hey, and don't forget to make sure to check out our website for upcoming events. We've got a ton of great things happening.